And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the captivating Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a mystery with a twist ending on The Whistler from 1952. But it's time now for Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Yanni must correctly answer more true or false trivia questions about Elvis Presley than I. Lisa Wolf Hall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to Yanni. Hi, Yanni. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Carl. Hey, how are you, Yanni? I'm great. All right. Welcome to the show. Well, we had some bad news this week. Lisa Marie Presley died yeah. this week at the age of uh, 54. So, so sad. It was very, very sad, but we will um, honor Elvis Presley tonight. And um, he was born January 8th of 1935, the king of rock and roll. Yep. So I'm going to give you some statements, and you tell me whether they're true or false. And, Yanni, okay. we're going to start with you. So okay. Elvis was a triplet. He was born 35 minutes after his brothers, Jesse and Garen, who were both born stillborn. Is that true or false? I think it's false. It is false. He, it was, is a, false. he was a twin. He was a twin. Um, his brother's name was Jesse Garen. It wasn't All Jesse right. and Garen. So we're both um, on the board. But Jesse Garen was still born. So you are both absolutely correct. I wow, didn't get good you on job. that one. Right. Carl, <laughs> yes. his first big stage performance was on the Milton Berle Show in 1956, singing his signature song, Heartbreak Hotel. True or false? Oh, that's a tough one. I think... He was on Milton Berle, but I think he sang Hound Dog. So I'm going to say false. Okay. Yanni? Um, I think it's a false. It is false. Carl, you are absolutely right. He was on the Milton Berle show. And he Can you say that Hound again? Dog. Can you say that a couple of times? No, I can't. It's Carl, a little... <laughs> you're absolutely right. Carl, you're absolutely it's right. It's so rare. It's really unusual to hear it. So Don't worry. It. I, I recorded it the Thanks, first time. I want to use it as enjoy my Enjoy it. It won't happen too often. My ringtone. <laughs> Yanni got it right, too. Yes, you did. Yanni, right. you're a good player. Yanni, oh, Elvis is you. distant relative to two former U.S. presidents, Abraham Lincoln and Jimmy Carter. True or false? I think it's a false. Wow, I don't know. Well, that's the point of this segment. Aren't we all related, though? I mean, we go back to Adam and Eve, so I would say true. Okay. Um, It is true, but not because of your (laughs) rationale. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so here's for Yanni. Here's for Carl. It's true, but you your rationale is wrong. But 
You were right. <laughs> One more time, I said it. <laughs> um, Carl, yes. when Elvis bought his Graceland estate in Memphis in 1957, the purchase price was $100,000. True or false? I'd say false. Yanni? I think it's true. It is true. Wow. You're absolutely right, here's Yanni. There we go. Here's, Back in the game. Here's for Yanni. All right, so you're tied up We're here, tied, right? yeah. Yanni, Elvis was a fan of karate and earned his red belt in 1960. Hmm. Well, um, I think it's true. I, I, no? I know he is a was a fan of karate, but... Red belt. I don't think there is a red belt. I don't think there are red belts. Uh, <laughs> there is a red belt. Okay, is there? Um, I'm going to say true. I can tell you the order that it goes in. All right, so true. Um, um, it is false. Okay. <laughs> there is a red belt, I, I promise you, um, but he was a black belt. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, it goes. Yeah. So both got it White, wrong. White, yellow, orange, She's green, so tricky. purple, light blue, dark She's blue, She's very red. tricky, this Lisa All right. Wolf. So you're still tied up here. Yeah. Carl. Mm-hmm. Elvis once owned a pet chimpanzee named Loco. Um, I think he had a chimpanzee, so I'll say true. Yanni? Um, I think it's a false. Thank you. It is false. Wow. His name was Scatter. But he had a monkey. Didn't he did, he? but right. that wasn't his name. It so was Scatter. So here's for Carl. Here's for Yanni. Yay. I have one more question just for one fun, but Yanni just won the game. Yeah. Um, Elvis was a vaccine advocate and encouraged people to get the polio ba- vaccine by getting his own just prior to performing on the Ed Sullivan show. I think that's true. What do you think, Yanni? Um, I think so. I think it's a false. It's true, but that was a bonus oh. question. Yanni's still the yeah, winner Yanni of this game. is the winner. <laughs> Yanni! She beat the host. Oh, Good job. Fun. Yes, you beat the host, Yanni. <laughs> it was very fun. Uh, so great to have you on the show. I'm going to send you a four-CD set of the Twilight Zone radio dramas. Thanks for calling and playing the game. Yeah, it's great to talk to you. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right, when we come back, we're going to tune in to The Whistler. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of your fellow uh, listeners out there, folks, our classic radio club members. And um, I'll tell you what, some of them are members from day one, Lisa. We're talking four years ago, four or five years ago when we started the club. Well, let's think about this. I think the club started in 18. That is correct. Yeah. I think it was like December or end of last quarter of 2018. Yeah, probably the end of 2018, Mike. You're right. So just over four years. Yeah. And some of our members, because we keep track of when they joined, um, are still members. And uh, they are getting a five CD set with 10 perfect sounding classic radio shows. Never a duplicate show. There's a very detailed uh, booklet in those CDs, and it's in all in a case. It's really great. The color changes and the pictures change every single, every 30 days or so. The members are sent a new collection on CD. And for those members that don't want CDs, they uh, would rather have it via digital download, we do that as well. So if you're a Classic Radio Club member, you can choose your membership, either the CD membership, 
or the digital membership, you always get 10 classic radio shows and uh, the um, and the liner notes, whether it's a booklet or on PDF in the email. You also, on top of that, every week you get sent the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show, this show, in perfect quality, sent to your email, along with our Radio Rarities podcast. So you get 30 Four classic radio shows every month. And if you're a um, digital member, it's only $9.99 a month. All of that for only $9.99 a month. And uh, CDs, of course, are a little more because we got to mail it to you, and it's a product that we have to manufacture and all that. But to learn all about it, you can talk to a live operator. They will answer all of your questions. They'll sign you up if you want. And by the way, you can cancel at any time. There is no obligation you can do it for a month or two months, or and you, and you decide, well, I don't want to do this anymore for whatever reason, you can cancel. But I'm telling you, we have people, Lisa, that have been members since 2018. And you can also sign up for a friend uh, in case yeah. you want to send a gift. What a wonderful gift that would be, uh, one year of a classic radio club membership. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, as I said earlier portion of all the uh, proceeds goes to pay for the uh, royalties of these shows because we get the master recordings, and that's why when you're a club member, you're getting the most brilliant-sounding shows every single week and every single month sent right to you, and we hope you enjoy it. And it's been a lot of fun, you know, putting the club together, and Lisa helps and Mike helps on that, and we have a few other staff members that help uh, put that all together. Um, so, uh, give a call. We're a small operation. It's we a labor are. of love. You can call the number, talk to a live operator. If they don't answer, they will call you back. 815-900-7535. 815-900-7535. That's the number to call, and uh, they'll help you out. All right, we're going to listen now to the Whistler. This is an Armed Forces Radio Rebroadcast. Um, from a, from a March 2nd, 1955, I believe the show was broadcast a few years earlier on uh, the CBS network, and then Armed Forces Radio, you know, took it, took the signal oil commercials out of it, aired it for our men and women overseas. That's the broadcast we have for you, a little shorter version. It's from, uh, this broadcast is March 2nd, 1955. It's called Whirlpool. Bill Foreman stars as the Whistler. Here's part one now of The Whistler. The Whistler. I am the Whistler, and I know many things, for I walk by night. I know many strange tales hidden in the hearts of men and women who have stepped into the shadows. Yes, I know the nameless terrors of which they dare not speak. Tonight transcribed, it's the Whistler's strange story, Whirlpool. He wasn't sure when it began. It was too much like walking in the middle of a nightmare and then remaining in it, living in it. The shipwreck, the confusion, was all there again, coming back to him, but slowly and hazily. And there was a strange buzzing in his ears, pressure, 
and the sound of the sea, a whirlpool of confusion. And then gradually, out of the whirlpool, voices, dimly and faintly at first, but voices, growing, coming closer and closer. Is he coming around? Yes, he'll be all right, Captain. It's the shock. It's exhaustion. Easy, son. Easy. We got his name, Doc. It's Hastings, Stephen Hastings. Oh, good. Mr. Hastings, you're all right. It's over. We pulled you out. (laughs) Pretty bad shape, isn't he? Worst of any we picked up. Oh, hear anything about the others? The Khalifa just radioed. She took on most of them. Clothes? Gotta get them off. Swim with a life for? Poor devil. Going through it all over again. You'd better, though. It's coming around. Hastings. Mr. Hastings. Couldn't be any mistake about his identity, Captain. No, no, that's who he is. No. Well, never mind now. Come on, son, drink this. No. That's it. Drink it. Did they get his clothes? His identification? He's Hastings, Doctor. There's no doubt about it. The girl, she's his wife. Oh. Could you get her to come in, Captain? I... My wife? No. Now, you just what? relax. You're suffering from shock, Mr. Hastings. Exhaustion and Wait. severe shock. Would you come in, yeah. Mrs. Hastings? My husband will be all right, Captain. Just come in, please. No, no. No, I haven't. Any. Darling, my darling, oh. I was so afraid for you. I felt so terrible about it. Cruise being my idea. It hasn't been much of a pleasure trip, has it, dear? Doc? Yes, Mr. Hastings. And you? Would you leave us alone? Oh, surely. I want... I want to be with my wife. Oh, certainly. Captain, we'll wait out on deck. Okay, now, you... You want to tell me what it's all about? Darling, you shouldn't try to talk. Skip I'll... it, I can talk. They fished me out. I'm okay. You see, I'm, I'm okay. Of course you are. The name is South. Like this or in full dress suit. It's South. Marty South. It's a nice name. I like it. That's fine. And you are... Mrs. Stephen Hastings of the Shanghai Hastings. You can call me Lucille. Yeah, okay, Lucille. What's on your mind? He's dead, huh? One that didn't make it. One that didn't make it? You... You left him in his cabin. No, he wouldn't budge. It was as if he welcomed... Welcomed what? A chance to die? I don't know. You couldn't send anybody... Back after him? With all that was happening, I I didn't think. But you've been thinking since. Yes. Yeah, plenty. Well, come on, I'm waiting. My husband, Stephen, has some money coming to him. It's waiting for him now in Singapore. Waiting for Mr. Hastings to pick it up. Any Mr. Hastings will do, darling. You're crazy to begin with. How can you pass me off as your husband here on board? There are quite a few survivors, I've heard. Nobody knew him. He stayed in his cabin half the voyage. Most of the others were picked up by the Khalifa. We'll see him in Singapore. No, the Khalifa's heading the other way for the United States. And we didn't know a soul in Singapore. Where does this money come from? From an old friend in Shanghai, E.J. Galloway, former business partner of my husband. You see, E.J. made a mistake once. Business deal in Singapore. I found out about it. I told Stephen what to ask for, 
he did. He got results. Shakedown, eh? He must have felt great giving his old pal the blackmail pitch. Oh, he didn't have to do that. E.J. doesn't know where the blackmail is. He thinks Stephen's the go-between. Uh, He's to pick up the money in Singapore and make the payoff there. You see, that's where the uh, supposed blackmailer lives. Nice guy, your husband. He was, as a matter of fact. Weak, though. Terribly weak. You know, he almost got sick to his stomach sometimes. Just thinking about it. About blackmailing his old friend. And why did he go ahead with it? He liked me. Why? Oh, no, you don't mean that. I... I can be quite appealing. Maybe. Guys like Stephen Hastings. But not the guys like Marty South? Get out of here. That's all? For now? That's all for any time. <laughs> we'll see. If you get lonesome for me, darling... Stephen, just tell the doctor. That's all, Marty. And then she's gone, leaving you to rest and think and think some more. For reasons you can't explain to yourself, you don't say anything about not being her husband, Stephen Hastings, do you? Then, half a day out of Singapore, you can't stand it anymore. You call the doctor. Send for it. There, you're setting up. How wonderful. Mm. Don't you want to know what I've decided? I know. Yeah? You like money, Marty. And you know, I think you like me. A little? Look, I know what I'm going into. It includes you only because you're a necessary part of the deal. I'm very necessary, Doctor. So is having a husband, Stephen. Okay, I'll keep him alive for a while. I knew you would. But get this straight, baby. Your husband made a big mistake when he fell in love with you. I'm not going to make that mistake. Darling, I think we'll get along fine together. Just fine. In just a minute, the Whistler will continue tonight's story. All of us are proud of our hometowns, and rightly so. In this brief moment before we continue with our program, we'd like to offer a salute to one of our hometowns in America, Cleveland, Ohio. The seventh largest city in the United States. Cleveland was founded in 1796 by General Moses Cleveland, chief surveyor for a land company. His employers bought three million acres in what is now northern Ohio, paying 40 cents an acre. Just by way of comparison, an acre in downtown Cleveland today would bring some $2 million. It is an important Great Lakes shipping point and the site of iron and steel manufacturing. Other Cleveland products include paints, varnishes, electrical appliances, chemicals, and automobile and airplane parts. It is well known for its cultural developments also. The city owns and operates its own dramatic theater, and the Cleveland Symphony Orchestra is widely acclaimed. In the Cleveland Cultural Gardens, a mile-long strip of park area, more than 30 nationality groups represented in Cleveland's population are creating gardens as memorials to peace. 
120 years is a short time in the world's history, but during that time, Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Go Cleveland, huh, Lisa? Right, Carl. Go Cleveland. See what they said? That guy bought acres and acres, uh, thousands of acres for 40 cents an acre. And then in 1955, when this was broadcast, an acre was $2 million, something like that. Yeah, I think he said $2 million. Now, that's, that's an a, investment, That's right? a return on your, <laughs> that's an ROI right there. Oh, Big what? word there. Hey, that's a big word. <laughs> ROI. That's an abbreviation of three words. Yes, I'm aware. Thank you. Though. Last time I checked. <laughs> All right, we're listening to The Whistler. This is Whirlpool, which is what I need right now because my shoulder. Yeah. Oh, I tell you, man. It's not so good. My shoulder's not What's wrong good. With it? I don't, it's from all the baseball. Yeah. You know? My shoulder's starting to go. My knees are not great either, Lisa. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Age is catching up to you, Carl. You know, oh my gosh. I'm uh, 59 right now. Ooh. And, um, Getting yeah, my close knees. close to the big number there. My knees are starting to give me some issues, yeah. you know? And my shoulder's shot. Yeah. Just totally shot. But I'm still going to play. I'm sure you teams. are. <laughs> I'm still going to play about 100 games this year. So there. I'm not sure how, but, um, yeah, you know, you just got to do it. Just gotta you don't got to do it. And just but... do it. Yeah, like just, just do it Nike. like Nike, right. Get out there and do it. When we come back from the break, we're going to tune in to the conclusion of The Whistler. We're also going to listen to another 2023 hit song That's right. on this month in music history. Right, Lisa? You got it. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Yeah, we're listening to The Whistler. Whistler was a terrific, terrific mystery series. Premiered in 1942 and lasted all the way until the 1950s. There were also eight Columbia Pictures. You know, the radio series was so popular that in 1944 through 1948, Columbia said, hey, let's uh, let's make a series of Whistler movies. I don't, I've seen a couple of them. They weren't, you know, they were B-movies, but still, I mean, not a lot of radio shows made a transition to the movie right. screens. Um, and these, uh, the great thing about The Whistler was always a twist at the end of the um, the drama. You were following, you know, along with the crime and everything was going, and then all of a sudden, Wazamio 
Is that a word? You <laughs> <laughs> just came up with it just now. I could tell. Top of my head. <laughs> is Wazamio. In Got it. I should twist. put that in my lexicon. Yeah. There were over 700 episodes of The Whistler. It's a lot mm-hmm. of episodes. Um, and um, all the greats appeared on it. Jack Webb, Gerald Moore, Elliot Lewis, William Conrad. There was very rarely did they have like a Hollywood celebrity, but they had all the great pros that did the show. And uh, I don't think there was any other show that always had a twist ending. That was their calling card, you know. And it was uh, what made it so great. We're listening to an episode called Whirlpool. And uh, this is from March 2nd, 1955. It's an Armed Forces radio rebroadcast. Here's the conclusion to The Whistler. And now back to The Whistler. You made a decision, didn't you, Marty? About Lucille and the money waiting for Stephen Hastings in Singapore. Perhaps it was the suddenness with which Lucille Hastings thrust opportunity into your hands by asking you to pose as her dead husband. But there's another thing you've decided on. You're not going to fall in love with Lucille. Because that doesn't fit in with your plans at all. The next night in Singapore, the two of you move easily around the dance floor of the Port Plaza Hotel, seemingly just a devoted married couple, Mr. and Mrs. Stephen Hastings. Mm. Mm. You dance well, dear. Stephen's improved. Mm, very much so. Yeah, the poor guy was tired, and he had a right to be. I think we should stop talking about that. Suits me. Let's talk about, um, when we go to work. Mm, let's see. I think we'd best wait a day or two. You can go there Wednesday for the first paint. Where do I go? I'll have to look at E.J.'s letter again. I think it's a little tailor shop on Ponderosa Street. And why wait till Wednesday? No reason. I just think it's best. All right. What do I do there? Oh, just have your coat pressed. You can wait for it if you want to. Tell them you're Mr. Hastings. What if they want proof? They can call the hotel and ask Mrs. Hastings, but they won't. Relax, darling. Sorry, not till I've had my coat pressed. Good morning, sir. I want to get this coat pressed. I'll wait. Uh, name's Hastings. Oh, yes. And you're staying... The Port Plaza. Why? Oh, nothing, Mr. Hastings. Just curious. If you're going to call or anything, my wife isn't there. She stepped out. Oh, no, no, Mr. Hastings. Uh, the coat, please. I'll have it for you right away. You watch the proprietor of the little tailor shop as he takes your coat and moves off toward the back of the establishment. You look around nervously, 
ready to run for it if anything goes wrong. But nothing does, Marty. He's back in a matter of minutes, handing the newly pressed coat across the counter. You pay him and slip it on. Feel the bulge of a heavy envelope in the inside pocket. Half a block away, you open the envelope and look inside. It's there, Marty. $20,000 in crisp, unmarked bills. Half of it yours. And then your pulse quickens and you glance back. There's someone following you, Marty. And you realize that Lucille is still thinking as fast as ever. She's guessed you might not wait until Wednesday. You turn, hurry down the street on your way back to the hotel. Darling, you don't have to knock. My own husband. What will the neighbors say? Never mind, inside. What's all the excitement? You had me followed, didn't you? Did I? The fat guy in the white suit right out of the book. Oh, quite. Are you going to tell me what's going on? When you calm down, you might tell me. I went to the tailor shop, like you said. Didn't they give you the money? That's not the beef, Lucille. I'm talking about the guy who picked me up on the way out. One of your pals, huh? High-powered insurance policy. You're not making sense, darling. If somebody followed you, it's because you're in Singapore. Stay out of alleys, darling. Rough neighborhoods. This is a big city. I wish I could buy that. You can buy anything, Mr. Hastings. How much did you get? 20,000. Here, it's in the envelope. I thought we agreed on Wednesday. <laughs> All right. I'll forgive you this time. No, you won't. I'll try. Honest. <laughs> what are you thinking? Something pretty foolish. But sometimes you really like to level. Marty. Tom. Put your arms around me. So I can hold on for the sleigh ride? I wouldn't take you on a sleigh ride. Not you. You'd take your mother on one. Don't hate me, Marty. Not now. Not this minute. Here I go, huh? Well, my back's against the door anyway. Marty. Marty, I... Come here. You. Too bad it's not for keeps, Lucille. Let's not talk about for keeps. Let's think about now. Right now. Yeah, right now. Only admit it. Tomorrow it could be a knife in my back. All right. That's what you want me to say. Right now. Kiss me, Marty. Kiss me. Your mind is spinning as you leave her, Marty. And go down to the cocktail bar for a drink, and then another one. In a way, it's like fighting up to the surface, isn't it? Trying to struggle out of the whirlpool that keeps pulling you down. You're afraid, aren't you? Because the one thing you've tried to guard against is happening. Slowly and surely, you're falling in love with her. And you know what it can mean. You don't do anything about it the next day or in the days that follow. Just go along, trying to keep your head above water. And then one night, as you walk alone through the streets of Singapore, you catch sight of him again, the man she's had following you. You hurry forward, turn into an alley and stop, and wait. 
Here I am. Huh? What do you want? Take it easy, Mr. Hastings. I just, just wanted to talk it over. Talk what over? For our deal. I thought maybe you'd change your mind the way you've been acting, avoiding me. Of course, this is a, sort of a crazy setup. Ah. Uh -huh. I thought you were going to meet me when you got in last week, introduce yourself, set it all up. After all, I've been getting things secondhand. I think you better keep talking, Mr. Gray's good enough, huh, Mr. Gray? It might oh, be. Oh, I don't blame you for being careful, Mr. Hastings. Screw a deal like this. But how's this sound to you? You take your wife to the Red Angel Cafe tomorrow night. Just casual, like, see? You have dinner with her. The last one. Then stroll out on the terrace. Terrace? Yeah. Nobody out there much. Just give me a chance to get lined up and then light her cigarette. The match will give me a target. An easy one. It hits you suddenly. Stephen Hastings, the weakling. The coward who loved Lucille so much that he'd blackmail a lifelong friend. He really didn't want to leave that cabin, did he? No, Marty. Because he'd set up a plan to kill her at the end of the voyage. A plan that he was too weak to go through with. It's perfect, isn't it? You can get rid of Lucille tomorrow night. And the following morning, drop around at the tailor shop. Pick up the rest of the money and leave town. But you're not sure, are you, Marty? Not sure that this is the way you want it to be. What's the matter, Mr. Hastings? You haven't changed your mind. Changed my mind? Well, uh, like a little more time to think it over. I've been doing some traveling. I want my 5,000 bucks, Mr. Hastings. 5,000? Okay, you'll get it. Want to leave it in your hotel box? Small, new bills, cash. Mr. Gray. Yes? If the money's there, tomorrow night you'll see us, my wife and me, at the Red Angel Cafe. On the terrace? Yeah. I'm to light her cigarette? Sure, Mr. Hastings. That's it. You take your time thinking it over. Quite a decision for a guy to make. In your spot, I don't blame you. Sleep on it. I don't mind waiting a little longer. Darling, how'd you know about this place? Red Angel? Mm-hmm. Heard somebody mention it? Like it? Mm, very much. And I like you for bringing me. Lucille. I? Yeah, oh, I. Do you want to talk? Come on. Where are we going? Out on the terrace. But. Okay. The terrace. Mm, you can see the lights from the harbor. Beautiful. Yeah. Marty. You were going to tell me something inside? Yeah, I was. I think I know what it is. You know, Marty, you're not like Stephen at all. You're anything but weak. Except when it comes to putting this sort of thing into words. 
Give me a cigarette, darling. What? I said, give me a cigarette. Anything wrong with that? No. There's nothing wrong. Here you are. Thank you, darling. You know, just the way you're looking now tells me something. You do love me, don't you? Yeah. I guess I do. Would you give me a light? Light? Okay. You're beautiful, Lucille. Marty. Something I'll never forget. Here. Thank you, darling. Don't be half right. Use USAFI. Are you interested in growing healthy crops? If you are, do you know how many types of soil there are? 3,750? No, that's only half right. Brush up on your geology. Tell your I&E officer you want to study with the United States Armed Forces Institute, USAFI. It's easy. It's simple. If you don't want to be half right, use USAFI. And now, back to The Whistler. It was like a whirlpool, the shipwreck, the swirling waters, Marty South fighting his way through the sea, awakening to find a new life and wealth placed in his hands by Lucille Hastings. But somehow in the police station at Singapore, that part of the story was of little concern as the arresting officers huddled around a man sitting under the glaring white light. Come on, Gray, we know you did it. Oh. You've been followed since you asked for that money in Hastings' hotel box. The clerk didn't like your looks. Mr. Hastings gave me the money, left it for me. What was it for, the killing? Gray, you were seen firing the gun. How do you think we arrested you so quickly? All right. I did it. But it was a plan. Hastings! He was tired of his wife? He must have been tired of everything. But he was a weakling. Suicide's been on his mind for months. Only he didn't have the nerve. Suicide? Then why kill her? I think maybe it was because of some deal she talked him into. He didn't want to leave her around so that she could follow through with it. That's why Stephen Hastings set this thing up. So they die together. Featured in tonight's transcribed story were Bill Foreman as the Whistler, Whitfield Connor, Georgia Ellis, Marvin Miller, Lawrence Dobkin, and Herb Butterfield. The Whistler, directed by Gordon T. Hughes, with music by Wilbur Hatch, is written and produced by Joel Malone and transmitted overseas by the Armed Forces Radio Service. The Whistler was entirely fictional, and all characters portrayed on The Whistler are also fictional. Any similarities of names or resemblances to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. This is George Walsh speaking and reminding you to listen again next week for another strange tale by The Whistler. 
This is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Imagine if that was your job. You know, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm the I'm the whistler on the whistler. I bet he'd make some money. You know, right? I think it was a woman, Dorothy, somebody or other. See now, why did I just assume it was a man? Yeah, and um, this person who there was a couple of different actors or whistlers. Were they all women? I know one of them was the one that had it the longest, Dorothy something, and she. Can you imagine that? What do you do for a living? Well, I go to CBS. And on Thursday nights, and I'm the person that's going. Hey, that's pretty good. I can't do that. No, you can't no. whistle. Not like that. I can't, can't whistle I... while you work. <laughs> I have to put my fingers into my mouth in order to whistle, Ugh, I, which is kind of gross. germs. I know I'm not doing it. I don't it. put fingers in my mouth. I'm not germs. Doing that. <laughs> that's germs. I know. Uh, that's the Whistler with Whirlpool, March second, nineteen fifty-five. Bill Foreman as the Whistler on that episode. Time for this month in music history, and we're doing top songs from twenty twenty-three. See if you recognize this one. It's me. What? I don't know this song. You don't know this song? No. Well, again, this is a huge song on TikTok. It's all over social media right now. Yeah. You're going to you're gonna kick yourself when you figure this one out. Um, I'm going to say, like, Beyonce. I don't know. No. This is Antihero by Taylor Swift. Oh, it's Taylor Swift. From her Swift. new album called Midnight's. Yeah. You don't know this song? No, I really don't. Wow, you really need to turn on the radio. I don't, I don't, I don't listen to the radio. <laughs> I, I mean, know. when I'm in my car, I'm usually listening to the podcast. Right. You know, I listen to I listen to our show when right. I'm in my car. You know. Well, all right. So you, you know what? I was thinking we are, we keep talking about the podcast and we're giving and out the classic num- radio club, of course, and we're giving out the number. Yeah. And people have been calling, and I had this epiphany. Yeah. That what if while we're at the radio show, you or I call the people back ourselves oh. instead of a live operator they get lisa well yeah i mean it, because... i mean i don't know if that's a good or a bad but <laughs> does anybody want to talk to you or well, me? i don't know let's find out i don't know all right so here's the number it's 815-900-7535 and um i will say that during the radio show either carl or i We'll call you back to sign you up for the Classic Radio Club. Or the podcast. Or the podcast or yeah. whatever you need to do. So All right, we can give do us that. a call for the breaks. night. Do you want to? We have breaks. You know, when the shows when are the on. the shows are on, we'll talk. All right. We'll call people back. 815-900-7535. If you want to sign up for the Classic Radio Club or for the Hollywood 360 podcast. Yeah, this will be fun. Yeah. Either Lisa or I will call you back. The number to call, leave your number. 815-900-7535. We'll do that tonight. Yep, we'll talk as soon as you call. 815-900-7535. We may not be able to answer the call, but leave your number, and on our breaks throughout the night, we will call you back. Yep. How's that sound? Yeah, we'll talk soon. All right. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break.
More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, so people are calling in, leaving their uh, return telephone number. And so, well, yeah, either Lisa or I will call you back tonight, sign you up to the Classic Radio Club or the Hollywood 360 podcast. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's chatting nice to our, talk to our listeners. Chatting and with our listeners. That you'll consider signing up. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. In our next hour, let's see, we're going to tune into the Jack Benny program, one of my favorites and one of most people's favorites. 1946 broadcast, special guest Van Johnson on that program. We will also need a Hollywood 360 listener contestant, right? That's right. We need a fan of Elvis because Carl is up on his Elvis song. So if you are a fan of Elvis and you think you might be able to name that tune, give us a call at 312-642-5600. We're looking for caller number five. All right. So it's all about Elvis and his great library of music. Yeah, um, call us to play. Uh, You'll play on the air live with us, and you will win a four-CD set of the Twilight Zone radio drama. See you soon. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Way Showers who will help your journey go a lot easier.